0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with Locked On Wizards. Today, we're going to talk about the Wizards re-signing Taj Gibson. Which Washington Wizards players are on the trade block currently? And acquiring minds want to know, what offense are we going to run in D.C. next year? We're going to talk about that and much more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. What's good, Wiz fans? It's your boy, Brennan Scott again. And welcome back to Locked On Wizards. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Day and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit slash locked on just to get started. So, we're going to cover a lot today. Um, definitely it's Friday, so thank God it's Friday. TGIF, a lot of news to put out today, but we are going to start with the news that uh, the biggest news today the, the Washington Wizards have re signed. Free agent forward Taj Gibson. He's coming back. He is coming back on a one-year 3.2 million dollar contract. So um start with that. Uh what, what is my opinion about it? And what is the positives and negatives behind that? Well, I thought that we should have made a run at Christian Wood. Um, I thought Mo Obama was a target. Bobo, I thought was a target you know, there's still, you know, there's some names still out on the market, uh, Biz, uh, Bismarck Biombo, a couple of names out there to back up, either to, to, to kind of skip in front of Mike Muscala in the depth charts, or be behind Mike Muscala in the depth charts, but I definitely thought that we could have added somebody who, I guess, who can contribute more. Now, looking at Taj Gibson, and, you know, he's 38 years old, uh, he had his moments last year, but it was very, 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 very underwhelming, and you know, I guess the positives let's like, we'll get into positives because I got, got more negatives than positives, but um, I guess the really the positive thing you can think of for the signing is leadership, right? It's a young team, it's year one of a rebuild. Uh, you need leadership, you need veteran leadership, you need guys who've been there and done that. You know, Tosh Gibson's been around the league for a while. You know, the, you know, Chicago, New York, you know, you played at a high level, He played for some other teams. Um, he's played with some hex some players, man. You know, you look at the players he's played with. Um, I think that from a leadership standpoint. He's definitely a, an asset, when it comes to leadership. But the thing is, we need depth. So the positive thing about this signing to me is, yes, he does provide veteran leadership. Which, for year one of a rebuild for a young team such as this one, you need leadership. You know, Kyle Kuzma was the unsung hero last year, in my opinion, and a lot of people share that opinion. Um, you could say the KP was, but you know, and then Jordan Poole, he has shown glimpses and signs that he's ready to step in and be a leader for this team. You know, if you look at certain things like the workout out in L.A. that he held with members of this team and the fact that he reached out to Bilal Kulabali after he was drafted. Jordan Poole is definitely a young leader, but you can never have enough to a certain degree. You can never have enough veteran leadership. So he definitely provides veteran leadership, which, again, is much needed for a young rebuilding team. Negatives, you know, Gafford, can you depend on Daniel Gafford to play more than 25 minutes a night? remains to be seen uh he's he's often dealt with conditioning issues um he, he falls for pump fakes at a record rate uh he gets into foul trouble i'm a big fan of gaff i think that is a pick and roll lob threat he's on point uh he showed glimpses of adding certain pieces to a game a mid-range jumper which you know we'll see if a mid-range jumper is a permanent part of his game but to this point right now daniel gafford is a lob threat who man he's a paint defender he defends the paint but you know For a guy who is going to start the five, we need him to play 25-plus. And I don't know yet if he's that guy. Um, If he can deal with the foul issues, then we're working with something. But we definitely need depth behind Daniel Gafford. And Mike Miscala, more of a stretch five, stretch four. Uh, Defensively, he's just not really what you want in Weston Sale Junior's system is being a defensive system. So you definitely need depth. Um, Christian Wood, if you look at the contract he signed with the Lakers, I think that that was a very team friendly deal that he could have came in, if not started, at the five for us. Um, he could have played significant minutes because he has proven to be – you know, defensively, I get it, he's not as polished as you want him to be at that size, but as a, but offensively, I think he would mesh well with the squad. So I, wasn't, I was actually in favor of looking at Christian Wood. Again, Muhammad Bamba, Bobo, you know, there were young candidates that I thought we could have signed. But, yes, Taj Gibson has his limitations. He's 38. I'm 37. I'm not saying it's old. I'm just saying you just ain't in your 20s no more. But, you know, looking at it, can he contribute if need be? That's the big question mark. And to me, it's just one of those things that have to be answered. You know, like in like any major move in sports, you know, there's always gonna be people who are pro and there's always gonna be people that are con, no matter what. Every move in sports, regardless of the sport, right? So I'm not totally out, I'm, I don't totally hate this move because I I, I think that Taj Gibson definitely provides much needed veteran presence, but You know, what happens, man? Like I said, the deficiencies with Gaffer's game and the deficiencies with Mike Muscala's game. You know, if he needs to play minutes, what can you really expect out of Taj Gibson at at this stage in his career? So definitely comment below. Let me know what you guys think. What can we expect from Taj Gibson? You know, veteran leadership? Yes, big plus. But as far as playing, what can we realistically expect from Taj Gibson going forward? I mean, so because like I said, Hate to be the dead horse, but can you, this is a question for you guys, can you defend, can you defend, well, well can you depend on Daniel Gafford to, to play 25 plus minutes a night? Can he show up the foul issues? You know, can can he be that guy? You know, we need him to play 25 plus. If Daniel Gafford can take that stuff forward, I, then I think a lot of pressure is taken off of Mike Muscala having to come in and, and make up for those minutes. So, let me know what you guys think. I think that it's kind of a mad signing. It's not a negative signing. It's not a positive one. It's just it's a signing. You know, leadership is much needed. But as far as what he provides, a lot of, remains to be seen, in my opinion. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Some Wizards are on the trade block. We're going to talk about that. And if they aren't moved, who could be waived? Ooh, we're going to talk about that next. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Good God. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on anything for spreads to player props to anything, man. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL, and thank you guys for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day is the next show. We're going to be talking about what is the lineup in the depth chart going forward into training camp and preseason. We're going to take a look at the depth chart next, so definitely tune in for that. But let's get into it now. There is a report that came out from Neil DeLaw and it quote says, "If the Wizards aren't able to find trade value for a veteran like Delon Wright, Lanzier Shmet." Or Mike Muscala soon. Notice I said soon. Xavier Cooks and Anthony Gill could be at risk of getting waived. So let's dig into that. Obviously, looking at the depth chart, uh, we've looked at it a few times. We know that Landry Schmidt, of all people. You know, if you're if you're serious about getting Johnny Davis playing time and developing him, and you got to move Landry Schmidt. You know, I get it. He's a shooter. You know, outside of that. You know what's his true value, but I think that there are you know the Miami Heat was one team that was rumored to be interested. I definitely think he has value. Shooting is at a premium. Let's be real, in today's NBA, it's better to be a shooter than just a strictly defensive player. You know it wasn't always like that, but right now it's the time to be a, a shooter. Shooting is a premium right now. Now I get it. If you look at certain transactions this year, uh, the Marcus Smart move, uh, the the previous uh, couple of years moves like Rudy Gobert. Defense is kind of getting its value back. He's becoming more of a premium. But shooting is still a shooting age. It's a perimeter-driven league right now. So, Landry Schmidt is definitely going to get – he has value. Um, Looking at DeLon Wright, we know how important DeLon Wright was. He was probably the most important under-the-radar acquisition last year because defensively, he's a stopgap. He can shoot. Now, I'm not going to depend on him to be, (laughs) you know – shooting 38% from three, but he could definitely sit back there and hit the tray, right? So De'Lon Wright, he, you know, with him going down, the injury showed how important he was to this defense, to this team overall, really, with this defensive, you know, capability. So De'Lon Wright definitely has value. um And Mike mescala again, you know, get on him. He's a stretch four, stretch five. um You know, defense ain't his ain't his thing, but he, he can definitely score. He can definitely shoot from three. So. I believe all three have value. Now, the fact that they said soon, you know, me and E both said time and time again that we both believe that it may be time for a consolidation trade. You know, obviously, with this being the year one of a rebuild, you know, getting playing time for players such as Denny Avia, Corey Kispert, Bilal Koulibaly, Shani Davis, all people, absolutely, you need to find playing time. Um, obviously, the jury's out who's going to start at three. Is it going to be Corey Kispert? Is it going to be Denny Avia? It remains to be seen. Uh, that decision does shape how the second year is going to be, but you best believe they're going to try to find minutes for black. Kool-Aid. But looking at Johnny Davis, what is the main obstacle in front of Johnny Davis? And that would be Landry Schmidt. So I think that it really behooves his franchise to move Landry Schmidt. And I would look at moving Mike Muscala. Now, you know, with, we, you know, the previous thing we were just talking about, you know, with them signing Taj Gibson, are you, you know, by moving Mike Muscala, you know, are you depending on Taj Gibson to be a backup? I, I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me. I, I don't know if I'm cool with that. You know, like I said, leadership, yes. I don't think Taj Gibson in this stage of his career is ready to be a backup. So I don't know right now if I see Mike Mascala being dealt. Uh, DeLon Wright, I'm iffy on that. I'm in favor of him playing his contract through in D.C. You know, this is a contract year. Obviously, he's not a long-term piece. So, you know, definitely we can we need his presence defensively and there's a leadership standpoint on the second unit. So to me, if I'm the coach, if I'm the GM, I'm going to showcase Tyus Jones at the point starting point, And I'm going to try to move him. You know, if you look at his contract, I believe it's 14 mil. Um, he definitely has value, especially for a continuing team that a needs that extra guard or B, who's dealing with injury at the starting point guard position. So I definitely think that Tyus Jones has value. I, I definitely believe that. So I'm definitely going to deal him before I would Delon. That's just me. Um, but, If you're looking to make a consolidation trade now, you might be looking at DeLon Wright being moved. Very well. I think that Landry Schmidt, if you're within the next couple weeks or leading up to training camp in preseason, they are trying to make a consolidation trade right now. The target to me is Landry Schmidt and DeLon Wright, because I don't see them moving Tyus Jones till the deadline. And, you know, Danilo Gallinari, you don't know what to expect. You know, he's that score, you know, he's coming in with some fire, man, with, with a chip on his shoulder, but you know, you still have to showcase him, so you don't know really. You don't know what his value is. So, yeah, Delon Wright and Nenji Schmidt look like they could be on the trade block. Um, But Xavier Cooks and Anthony Gill risk of being waived. I mean, I've said this. I know E has said this. That you know, Xavier Cooks and Anthony Gill, they're hustle guys. They die for loose balls. What they provide isn't categorized in a stat line. You know, it's it's just. That tough guy, you know what I mean? Like they die for loose balls of the toughness, they come in, but you know, Xavier Cooks and Anthony Gill, they're not going to wire you. They're not guys who, you know, so if anybody on the roster, you know, those two would be the two that would be up to getting waved. Now, Xavier Cooks looked better in FIBA, but you know, again, he was a signee from the Tommy Shepherd era. So how much loyalty does his new front office really have to him, if any, at all? And Anthony Gill, you know, they honestly looked straight up. Thank you for your service for Anthony Gill. He came in, you were, he. you know, to a certain degree, he was a leader also. You know, he was kind of a, a player coach, you know, because he spent a lot of time on the bench. So he definitely was an asset. You know, I'm not going to say he didn't, you know, provide quality time in here in D.C. He did. But if anybody is on the chopping block to get waived, it's definitely those two. So, um, and before we move on real quick, uh, a, uh, a quick little transaction. Uh, the Wizards actually just signed... Dahan to an exhibit 10 contract. Um, you know him from our summer league roster. Uh, and then and again, he is a very intriguing signing too. I like to see how he does. I don't know if he's going to go play with the go-go, but very intriguing move. So we're going to move on to a mailbag question and which deals with what offense will the Washington wizards run and who are they running through next year? But before we do tonight's episode is brought to you by chase. Medical. Ooh, boom. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to an emergency room or medication at home. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation of care. Don't get... Get caught unprepared. I'm trying to tell you guys, former military, but I'm a big believer in having a contingency plan, right? Having medication, having uh, maybe food. You know, you always have yourself, whether you have a family, whether you just have parents or yourself, have the tools necessary to take care of yourself in an emergency, national disaster, war, whatever it happens. So I definitely recommend it. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com that's j a s e medical.com promo code locked on so i definitely recommend it y'all i'm telling right now it's better to have something that you don't need than to need something that you do not have so definitely check it out um so let's get into the last portion of tonight's episode um this is a question from youtube and it's from pink different 5533 appreciate you uh question and it says what type of offense do you think we're going to see this season um more team basketball with ball movement or coos and pool pretty much a shot contest between the two quick transition game or mostly a standing game more pick and roll or the space on the floor for the guards to cut and that's a really really good question i'm gonna say this it really depends on i it's kind of like bc and ad right it's like but to me it's before the deadline after the deadline. Um." Tyus Jones is not a guy that is really known to push the pace. Um, you know, if you look at the last couple of years, we've dealt with guards who, you know, Spence did he, didn't push the pace. Monte Morris, he tried. Um, but, you know, Tyus can push a little bit, but he's not a guy that's going to really push this. So before the deadline, I could definitely see um, an offense where, you know, it's not going to be, they're, they're not going to push the pace. It's not going to be a quick transition game. But I'll say this. I think that last year it proved, it proved that, this offense was more fluid when it ran through Kyle Kuzman. So, we, we, we all know that Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are going to get the most shot attempts at anybody on the team. So, the offense is definitely going to flow through those two players. Now, the good thing is with Tyus Jones, man, you know, he's a distributing point guard. He's got good vision. He's going to utilize Kuz and Poole. You know, so I think the biggest question is, can Tyus Jones penetrate the paint enough to collapse defenses? And utilize Coos, Pool, and other shooters we have, such as Kispert. The list goes on. You know, can we? Can he? Does he have the ability to collapse defenses and really utilize Coos and Pool, Kispert on the outside? We'll see. But if we're moving on to after the deadline, I think it's going to be a quick transition game. Now it really depends on the moves. You know, like I said, we were just talking about a consolidation trade where long Wright might be moved. You know, at the deadline, if we move Ties you know, then you very well could see Jordan Poole playing at at point, which he did last year when Stephen Curry was injured. Um, If Jordan Poole is is playing point, then I could definitely see a quick transition game. Now, getting to the pick and roll, I think it behooves you if you really want to utilize the skill set of Daniel Gafford and, you know, Mike Muscali, a lot of these bigs who, you know, I, I definitely think that a pick and roll, that should be definitely a pick and roll combination with either Tyus and Gaff or Jordan Poole and Gaff. And they definitely needed to utilize the pick and roll. That, that is something they definitely need to utilize because if you look at when Daniel Gaffer is most successful, you know, he had a guard who was willing to pick and roll, get him involved because, you know, I, I get it wrong. Waiting on Dan Gaffer to kind of add some more tools to his offensive tool bag. But right now I hate to use this, but he's kind of spoon, spoon fed, kind of like what John Wall said about Martian Gortat. You know, he has to be set up. So pick and roll, you know, he they, I think that they played well with a pick and roll with the point guard and then you got for last year. So, you know, answer your question, is kind of a big answer, my bad. <laughs> um, but I definitely think that before the deadline, um, you're going to see Tyus play more of a set, you know, setting the offense up. Um, I think it behooves him to drive the lane more, create for himself a little bit, take some attention, collapse defense and really utilize shooters. But after the deadline, if indeed Jordan Poole is the starting point guard, I think that it behooves his team to run. Run. Catch defenses off balance. Run. Transition game killing. Because if you look at most successful guards we had, we, we have had in this franchise is Gilbert Arenas and John Wall. And I get it, one year Russell Westbrook, yeah. But what, what kind of binds all three? They push the pace. They catch defenses off guard in transition. John Wall made millions off of catching the defense off guard on transition. So I definitely think it behooves both Tyus and Jordan it kind of push space, you know, the speed is transition game up. So again, pink, different five, five, three, three, definitely appreciate the question. Dope question. Appreciate you. Um, So that is it everybody. Um, Like I said, definitely let me know what you guys think. Um, The real it offer is taking a night off. He's a little under the weather. So definitely keep him in your prayers. Hope my brother gets feeling, feeling better. Definitely keep him in your prayers. Y'all if you do indeed pray. Um, So, but again, appreciate y'all. Um, appreciate everybody. I hope everybody has a good, good weekend. Be safe and hail to the Wizards and peace. Take care. See you guys next time.